now. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. Everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good afternoon, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their business. And you might think that I'm kind of in a wind tunnel right now, and actually I'm not. I'm sitting down in my office in Atlanta, but my guest is outside, and we are walking with George. And so I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. Well, welcome, Joel Com, to the program. Well, hi, Deb. Thanks for having me. Great, great. Well, let me tell folks just a little bit about you, and then we'll explain walking with Joel, and then we'll kind of go from there. Great. Joel Com is an Internet pioneer, a New York Times best-selling author, internationally known speaker, serial entrepreneur, and new media marketing strategist. Doing business on the Internet since 1995, Joel is accomplished in content creation, affiliate marketing, social media, mobile marketing, application development, blogging, authoring books, professional speaking, and product creation. So welcome. Well, awesome. And it's a beautiful day in Denver. It's about 64 degrees right now here in the middle of the winter. And, uh, and, and it's cooler here in Atlanta. It's actually only about 50 here in Atlanta. Yeah, we had the last two days were 72 degrees. Just wow. One of the things that people don't, who don't live in Colorado, they think that our winter is just snow because we have all the skiing in the mountains. But that's the mountains. Here on the front range, Denver's actually on the plains, and, right. uh, yeah, we get snow, but then the sun comes out a day or so later, and it melts, and it uh, warms up, and it gets cold, and it's warm, so it, it's great. I always would, you know, people here in Atlanta are always asking me, you know, do I miss the snow? Well, I grew up outside of Steamboat Springs, so, yeah, we have a lot of snow up there. Right. But I always tell them, you know, Denver is considered high desert. And, you know, they're, they're used to seeing pictures of, you know, say the Broncos are on, you know, it never fails. It will snow for Monday night football and, you know, things like that. But, you know, for the most part, you know, Denver is, is a very pleasant place to live. It so, is. you know, at, at the top of the program, I mentioned the fact that we are walking with Joel. And that's why the, the sound quality is a little bit different today. So explain to us what walking with Joel is. Well, you know, first of all, I'm a bit of, dis- of, a, of a disruptor. I like to do things a little differently, and, <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> this show definitely, uh, you know, makes the case for that. So about uh, three, four years ago, I went on a fitness routine, and I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> and I did it primarily by uh, eating better and walking every day. Well, I took a sabbatical during that time, and when I came back uh, out again, and began speaking and writing and, and blogging, I thought one of the coolest ways to engage and interact with um, my followers would be to do something very authentic, and that is invite them into my walks. And so right. I shoot videos uh, when I'm on my walks, the kind of selfie videos, and I only shoot them when I have something to say. They're, you know, anywhere from a minute to three minutes. 
and uh, then I post them on Facebook and YouTube, and it's called Walking with Soul. And I love uh, it. so, you know, our, I needed to get a lot of work done this morning, and this mm -hmm. interview came up, and I suggested, hey, I need to take my walk. Mm -hmm. What if you guys just walk with me? And uh, and I walk briskly, too, so if you hear me puffing and puffing, uh, you try this at a mile high. <laughs> I do. Well, and I had a big lunch, so I'm hoping that just kind of psychically you're going to walk off some of my calories, too. I'm on it. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, the, what I wanted to talk to you about is that engagement that you just mentioned. And in particular, you just wrote a great new book. It's called Social Poetry, Boosting Engagement and Encouraging Conversation by Using Inspirational, Educational, and Entertaining Photo Quotes. And we want to talk about that, but we'll also talk about video, too. But I love this concept of photo quotes. You know, and, and we've all been on Facebook and seen the pithy, you know, Indira Gandhi says type of things, and you, you don't pay any attention to it, right, because you see them all the time. But you've taken this to a different level. So explain that concept. Well, you know, look, I think we've all got something to say, right? Uh, everybody's a genius in their own right when we are expressing our God-given talent, our passions, talent, skills, abilities, uh, personality, and uh, we figure out how we bring value to the world around us. We have an opportunity to express that to the world in one way through social media. And what I've discovered is that if you say something, um, people will engage with it to a certain degree. But if you say it, show them, then we're more drawn in. We're a very visual culture. And right. so I began taking some of my own quotes and using some really great apps that exists for uh, the iPhone and uh, Android devices, I began pasting my quotes and pictures of either myself or scenery or situation. And these quotes can be uh, really, they run the full gamut. They can be inspirational. They can mm -hmm. be educational. And often with me, they're just humorous or silly. Because right. that's mm -hmm. kind of who that's I am. You. It's authentic. And uh, people engage with this stuff. I get more likes, comments, shares, favorites, retweets, pluses, uh, what I post, these photo posts, mm -hmm. than just about anything else I post. Right. Well, and, you know, it's, it's fun. I, you know, I obviously have the book, and, and I like seeing all of these quotes. And you brand them. You know, so that's that's always one of the cool things because, of course, you know, if somebody's sharing it, you want people to know where it came from. Right. But you know, some of them are, are common sense. And the things that maybe grandma would have said or, you know, all those various things. I'm looking at one right now, and it's, it's you. You're just sitting there smiling to the camera, and it says your best days are before you. Yeah. You know, you can't get much more basic or much more simple than that. But that really does say, you know, everything. And, and, and I love it when you post these because you do get a lot of engagement. And, and talk to us about what people, you know, do, do they feel it in their soul? Do they laugh with you? You know, all of those various things. Right. Well, you know, they're not always winners, but I, I feel like if I don't try to contrive it, if I make it, you know, this is what I'm feeling and experiencing now, what I just thought, then in that mm -hmm. moment, I want to share it. And uh, mm -hmm. I'll go, you know, in, uh, on a chair and post a bunch of them over a period of weeks, 
and I think mm-hmm. it's probably been two weeks or so before I posted one. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't try to, like, okay, what am I going to post today that's going to make right. somebody laugh or inspire them? So I mm-hmm. think the reason people feel, think, laugh along with me when I do these is because they're, uh, they realize this is now. This is, he posted this, uh, this one that says people um, who don't grow and change can't relate to people who do because he probably experienced something that triggered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I posted the one of the cow, I, came across, <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at my stock photo and came across a picture of a cow, and I'm thinking, what would the cow say? Well, he would say, Move. We are talking with Joel Calm. We're walking with Joel. For those of you who are wondering why we have some little uh, background sounds here, it's because Joel is actually walking through his neighborhood in Denver, and we're kind of living vicariously and getting our exercise that way. But what we're talking about is using photo quotes on social media to get interaction with people. And Joel's written this great book about it, and we're talking about it. So here's one of the ones that I like, Joel, that you did. It's a photo of a jar, just a mason jar, and it says labels are for jars, not people. Yeah. And my guess is there was something that happened that kind of made you think, hmm, that day. And that was what kind of triggered this. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we've all been labeled. Everybody's had a label stuck on them. As, as human beings, I think labels make it convenient and easy for us to make sense of why mm-hmm. people do things they do. You know, we can put them in a jar. And there, we've explained it away. But mm-hmm. we're all way more complicated than, uh, than just a term a label. Uh, you know, we, we've got depth. Everybody's got their own experiences. We have motivations and feelings. And, yeah, I was thinking about a label that somebody could put on me. And I'm like, keep that silly thing off of me. Right. And that's where it came well, from. And, it, you know, and, and I'm sure that got a lot of engagement, um, but probably some of your funny ones do, too. I mean, this one is bacon is never having to say you're sorry. Yeah, you know, bacon is like what the Internet is all about, right? Bacon and chips. And uh, I, people think that I, they, they must think I eat way more bacon than I do. I like bacon. <laughs> Most people like bacon. And right, so, right. you know, they post on my wall all mm-hmm. this bacon stuff. And uh, and I just saw a picture of bacon one day and thought of this, you know, love is never having to say your sorry quote from love story. Mm-hmm. Not really mm-hmm. dating myself, you know, back in the 70s. Right. I know. And, and I just came up with uh, that little thing, and yeah, people mm-hmm. thought it was funny. Right. Well, and the reason these are so important is because it is getting that engagement. Um, you know, we we all love you know the, the saying, "We work with people we know, like, and trust," and so right. we get to know them on social media. And so these quotes are a great way to do that. And I loved what you said earlier that you don't do them. You know, you, you do them only when you feel the need to. Oh my gosh, I should do one every Wednesday, or oh, I have to do one every Tuesday and Thursday, because then it starts feeling forced. Right, and, and honestly, that's the way I blog, too, Deb. I just, mm-hmm. You know, I look at my blog and think, I could be creating content every day, but I don't want to force it, and no. I write when I write, and that, mm-hmm. you know, and it comes out, oh, two, three, four times a month, and that's it, mm-hmm. but it's part of lifestyle entrepreneurism that says, mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want right. to do it, where mm-hmm. I want to do it, with the people 
that I want to, you know, do it with and for the reasons that I choose. And I think that's so important to business owners, and it doesn't matter if it's somebody just starting out who I think gets really stressed over, I have to do everything all the time, absolutely perfect, or the person who's been in business for quite a long time, they do get caught up in the, well, I've been told I must post on Facebook twice a day between the hours, you know, or they have to blog every week, every day. We've all seen the posts and the blogs from people who you can tell we're just meeting a schedule, you know, they, and, and, and what happens is you stop following them. You know, you don't care anymore because it loses that authenticity. It's true. And, you know, there's a lot of people trying to be famous and, and trying to be rich. And I, I have no need to pursue either one of those for their own virtue. Uh, I would rather make a whole lot less money and enjoy my life day to day than be, you know, seeking the limelight and uh, making millions but never stopping. Well, and you hear about those people who were the, the, the workaholics, you know, and they they don't live a long life. Um, I lost a cousin several weeks ago, and she'd be, let's see, she's my mom's second cousin, so I don't know what that means to me. That's too, but, you know, she was 99 years old. And that woman lived the way she wanted to live every day of her life. And that's part of the reason she lived to be 99. She actually died at home sitting in her recliner watching TV. I mean, you know, hello, can I sign up for that plan? That's what right. I want. <laughs> well, what you know, show do you want to die watching? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. When I'm 99, who the heck knows what? We might not even have TVs then. You know, it's, it'll be an implant in my eye or something. But, you know, that's, you know. Well, and it's, a good, it's a great social question for now. Let's say you were going sure, okay. to die watching TV. So if I'm going to die right now watching TV, what would I want to watch? Um, i got to say I'm kind of an NCIS nut. You know, okay. Mark Harmon is just, he's Mark Harmon. <laughs> you know, what what would is. you want to die watching? Uh, uh, something funny. Mm-hmm. So, something funny like uh, Faulty Towers with John Cleese, you oh, know, or yeah. some, uh, some classic. A funny movie. I, I don't know. I just want to die. I want to die laughing. Right, right. You know, it's it's funny. Anytime there's something really stressful going on, and especially in the world, you know, so something that has everybody really. I start watching. I love Lucy. Well, there you and go. There's something about that. You know, on, on September 11th, I did. I I binge watched. I love Lucy. Um, you know, and and it was one of those things. I think we do need to remember. We need to laugh more. And some of your quotes are like that. Your your books are like that. The posts that you do on Facebook, you know, they're serious ones. Obviously, you're not. You know, but it, there are funny ones too. And I think that's sometimes where people, you know, they think, well, I have to be professional. I can't post that. You know, I'm I'm a fan of bacon, or you know, I'm I'm out walking and and filming this video this way. They all think, you know, we get caught up in the we have to be professional and we lose touch with who we really are. Yeah, but I think authentic is professional. That's, that's what it comes down to. The, right. the old school notion of professional was, you know, IBM, uh, white, uh, white mm-hmm. shirt, you know, suit, red tie, and uh, wingtips. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even their change. I've been to some IBM events. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a different culture today. People are right. encouraged more to be, to relax into who they are. Now, that's not everywhere. And look, if anybody 
wants to judge me for uh, doing it how I do it, um, I say this to them. <clears throat> you know, I don't care. And it works for you. I mean, you know, it might not work for somebody else. And, and that, I think, is the important thing is they need to find what works for them. That's right. You know, and, and, and that's, again, what I love about the quotes that, that you're doing because they're not just about you. Um, you know, you've got some where you have picked some inspirational quote or the ones I really like are where you have heard somebody speak. And I, I love the fact that you don't just go to a conference when you're going to go present. You go to other conferences. I mean, so many speakers get caught up in, I can only go to the ones I'm going to be paid to attend. Um, but then you take a photo of the speaker and if there was some great quote, you turn that into one of your photo quotes. Right. Oh, I love to share the brilliance of my friends. They're smarter than <laughs> I am. You know, that's one of the secrets to my success is being around people who uh, who I admire, who I think mm-hmm. are really crushing it, who are doing things that amaze me. And uh, I try to hang out with those people, and I'm fortunate that they let me in the club because I gain so much from them. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and What's cool is then to be able to share that information with other people. And, you know, maybe it's just a funny quote. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's something incredibly thought-provoking. But, you know, I when I'm going to a conference, that's one of the things I love to do, too. That's one of the few times where I actually really use Twitter a lot because I'll start just really posting things that they say or taking a picture of their slide and, you know, all of those things. And then I try and tie it back into maybe a blog post later on to say, this is what I learned from these people. And, you know, try to share that information. Absolutely. Great, great. Well, we are ready for our first break, so we're going to go ahead and and take it. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about how to really engage with people authentically on social media. I'm Deb Creer, talking with Joel Calm on Mile High Radio. Thank you for being a friend. stimulating talk radio milehighradio.com real life isn't like tv bad guys don't read scripts when a crisis occurs only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family at duty to act owned and operated by navy seal jimmy graham our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders duty to act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real world threats of today the close quarters defense system is the world's best and most proven real world defense system its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades other classes we offer are active shooter response home defense women's defense and more now it's your turn to find out more or to sign up for classes find us online at dutytoact.com that's dutytoact.com or call 720-644-7552 remember the life you save may be your own Founded in 1987 in Fort Collins, Colorado, the Egg and I restaurants are locally owned and operated. They are committed to providing a breakfast and lunch experience that exceeds their guest expectations. This is done by delivering exceptional food in a warm and comfortable environment, served fresh by their caring associates who are dedicated to making friends with everyone, every meal, every day. I invite you to come and see Mr. Barrett Jackson and his warm and friendly staff at 2630 West Bellevue Avenue in Littleton, Colorado. The next time you need a table for one 
or a large party, take advantage of their phone-ahead seating by calling 303-794-0100. The next time you are there, make sure you ask to meet the manager so you can find out what the Mile High Radio Special of the Day is. The Egg and I. It's the place to be in Littleton, Colorado. Great shows. Great music. MileHighRadio.com. What are you listening to? And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. As my music said, I do have fabulous guests. And today is a guest who is so exciting to talk to. I am talking with Joel Calm. And as for, for those of you who are wondering about the sound, it's because we are also walking with Joel. Joel is out taking a walk, and he is using this as a way to well, explain it, Joel. What the heck are you doing? I'm walking, just what you said, and, <laughs> and we're we're having an authentic conversation while I'm on my daily routine of getting out and moving my body, uh, mm-hmm. burning some calories, burning off some uh, mental garbage, emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. I use my walking time for. Uh, for prayer, for talking to friends on the phone, and on rare occasions when it's a right fit for doing a uh, an interview. So I'm walking around Denver. I walk pretty fast, so that's why I'm a little short of breath. And you know we're a mile high here, so you really don't need an excuse to be short of breath here. <laughs> right. So we we thought we would do this today. Yes, it's absolutely perfect. It's it's funny. I was at an event um, just yesterday with the. Uh, track and field coach from the people here at Kennesaw State, which is one of the universities that is close by, and they have a very highly ranked track and field team. And I said, well, you know, I come from Colorado, and University of Colorado usually has, you know, very, very good track and field teams. And they looked at me, and they kind of rolled their eyes, and they said, well, yeah, that's because they're used to running at that altitude. Well, that's not, you know, far from the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, running at altitude certainly didn't do the uh, the Broncos any good this year. Oh, I know, but we still love them, you know, and, and I still right. love my CU buffs. We actually still have our football season tickets, um, but it's interesting to, to be out here because Kennesaw State is just starting to play NCAA Division One football, and we're kind of on the ground floor of that, so it's kind of fun to, to watch them building that program. Well, there you go. Great, great. So, you know, and, and, and you know, one of the things that they've been doing very well is engaging on social media. And I love seeing that, to see how sports teams use social media, how sports professionals use social media. A lot of times those are the, you know, what not to do's on social media. Right. But it, it does come back to they're being authentic. I mean, you know, if they're responding to, uh, you know, something that happened and – they, they draw a lot of flack, a lot of heat sometimes for those posts. And, you know, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. You know, we all go through the, well, they're role models type of thing. But to me, social media is about being authentic. And, and sometimes that is saying something that might not be the most popular thing in the world to hear. You know what? People can be, and all of us, I speak for myself as well. I haven't got it figured out. But we can be the most judgmental, unkind, mm-hmm. ungracious. You know, just because we look up to people and their role models 
doesn't mean we should have the expectation that they're going to get it right all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to be perfect. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, we're really great at pointing the finger at that idiot who, mm-hmm. on the road, didn't, you know, move into our lane while we're right there, right next to him. Right. And we have to swerve out of the way and honk mm-hmm. the horn. And it's really convenient to go, you stupid so-and-so, until guess what? Until we're that idiot. Right. And, and I've been that idiot. I am mm-hmm. that idiot. And mm-hmm. so, right. and, and I want grace, you know, and kindness and mm-hmm. understanding at that time that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just human. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's let up on each other a little mm-hmm. bit and give breathing room for people right. to be human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole book there, by the way. That's, uh, you know, as I talk about that and think about that, I think that there is such a incredible need mm-hmm. for everybody to take it down a notch. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and take a breath. You know, is what they're posting really the end of the world? <laughs> right. Right. And now, that said, sometimes it's like, okay, maybe you should think before you post. And, yeah. you know, and, and so it's not always just, you know, letting it all hang out. But I think as long as someone knows there might be consequences, that's okay then. You know, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. If they know that saying something, you know, an, an unpopular point of view might cause problems, as long as they understand that, well, then, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, you know, everybody's got their own barometer for what's okay mm-hmm. for them. I've got some friends on Facebook. They're out there. They are oh, yeah. very political, uh, mm-hmm. very religious, uh, mm-hmm. vulgar. You know, whatever it is that they are, I choose to not be that person. Look, Deb, mm-hmm. there's way more that I don't post <laughs> than I oh, do. Oh, you and me both. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I think it's great exercise to type out a response if you're feeling frustration. Mm-hmm. But you are correct about engaging your brain. Um, there, there is no excuse for not thinking. It's that when we make a mistake that we are e- either able to take the heat that comes from mm-hmm. working in that kitchen, a little metaphor mm-hmm. action for you there, <laughs> mm-hmm. or we're able to say, hey, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And it's not right. hard to do. You know, we can mm-hmm. swallow our pride. And, and I think being authentic gives you a safe place to do that as well, because right. while you might hack a bunch of people off for saying something that's not popular, if you understand that what you did hurt people uh, mm-hmm. or that you were wrong, to say, you know what, that was inappropriate, mm-hmm. really sorry that I hurt so-and-so for saying this, mm-hmm. please forgive me, people right. are drawn into that even mm-hmm. more. I mean, if you were going to be a faker, Getting out there and messing up and then apologizing is actually a great strategy for uh, for engaging <laughs> mm-hmm. with others as I think about mm-hmm. it. But, you know, hopefully you don't do it just for that reason. Right, right. You know, and, and you're so right in, in saying you're sorry. You know, one of the things, you know, when I'm talking to businesses and they say, oh, well, we don't want to be on Facebook because people are going to say bad things about us. And I say, well, you know, they're already saying bad things, you, you know, whether you're there or not, they're saying them. And and I tell people, you know, if something goes wrong, tell them you're sorry. You know, now it's and and it is funny. It's it's different than I used to do crisis communication, and of course the lawyers would always say, "Oh, you can't do that because then you'll be sued." And I right. said, "There's a big difference between saying I'm sorry and letting people know that you heard them and that you understood them, and saying we are to blame." 
Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of a fine line sometimes. And, and But there are times where you do have to say, you know what? We are to blame, and, and we're going to fix it. You know, maybe it's that the, you know, somebody posted your restaurant and they post on your Facebook page that you know, they had a bad meal. Okay, you apologize, and you say, you come back in and we'll fix it. If you ignore it, there's 20 other people who say, oh, we had a bad meal too. <laughs> right. Do you remember and, uh, that, um, that uh, what was it, with the Gordon Ramsay show uh, last year? The cupcake the, people. Yeah, the cupcake people, right? They oh. were on camera, at least. I know how reality TV works. I've been oh, yeah. on other shows, mm-hmm. and I've done my own. I understand mm-hmm. there is um, directorial um, liberty that takes right. place, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not real, real. Mm-hmm. It's kind of real, sort of real, but it's not real. And so, you know, I understand that they could have edited it to make these people look extra special bad, but there was enough content in there for you to go, all right, this is kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs here. Uh-huh. Um, what's mm-hmm. up? And, and so people really attack them on social media. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. these people had an opportunity to become everybody's friend, and they didn't. They, oh, they, they were horrible. The attackers, and that just, you know, on the Internet, you know, you've just stepped into Trollville, and oh, yeah. the haters, you've just stirred a hornet's nest, and I don't know how you recover from that. Whereas if they would have said, you know, we were kind of that crazy uh, on mm-hmm. that episode, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gordon was right. We were wrong to treat our weight staff this way. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do to fix it. And for all of you who we hurt, we're sorry. Come on in, and we, we want to serve you. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Would have made right. all the difference. Maybe. Oh, yeah. At least they would have mm-hmm. tried. Mm-hmm. But and they didn't. They didn't. You know, and, and I, you know, during all of that, I went to their Facebook page, and, and I and. They used language that, you know, curled your hair. Um, you know, at one point they said, oh, our Facebook page was hacked. Well, you knew it, right. it hadn't been because it, it, it continued. And, you know, and, and part of it, they said, that's how we are. Okay. Uh, you know, there is, there is kind of that. But they, they completely refused to in any way apologize. So it was, this is how we are. And and then they couldn't understand when they had all this this uh, blowback and and it was interesting because you know a lot of the posts and comments were from people who had never ever been into that place and and hadn't even seen the the show with Gordon Ramsay they just started piling on I mean right. you know and 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 at, at you know at some point it was one of those where they just needed to jump ship I mean well, you know, it was going to get better nobody's telling you not to be how you are just realize right. if how you are is obnoxious and inflammatory and vile, then mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, reap what you sow. Right, right. And, you know, the same thing goes with the people who are very political or, you know, and, and it's one, you know, it's, it's either way. I mean, it's not, you know, one side or the other. And, you know, or very religious. Um, I worked with, when I was in Denver, I consulted with a group of students that were in the United States from the Middle East. And one of the girls, her Facebook page, she had a photo, and, and it, her profile picture, her T-shirt said, Proud Muslim. And I called her aside. You know, I'd never say anything in, in front of everybody else. And, and I told her, I said, you know, you've been in the United States long enough that you probably realize that there are people here who they're not going to like what your shirt says. They're just, you know, they see Muslim, and they see red flags, and bad, and this is horrible and awful. 
Right. And to her credit, she looked at me, and she was maybe 19, 20 years old. I mean, this was, was a young woman. She looked at me, and she said, then I wouldn't want to have anything to do with them to start with. And I said, okay, as long as you know that. And, and, you know, and, and so there are people who will say, you know, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Baptist, I'm, you know, I'm a whatever, knowing that then, you know, that will eliminate some people from wanting to do business with them, be friends with them, whatever. And that's okay. You know, they, they might do that on purpose. Well, and if it is, that's okay. But if that was my daughter, I would say, sweetie, I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, your, uh, your point of view. And, right. uh, taking a stand, but you're 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, an older a person who's been experienced and had a chance to look back at that youthful mm-hmm. idealism and go, you know, right. mm-hmm. maybe I actually hurt more people and mm-hmm. hurt the opportunity to engage with those to bring understanding. Because right. really, the people that the, the truth is, those who disagree with us that can be civil are mm-hmm. the ones that we can win over. Right to see things right. differently. You, you mm-hmm. know, it's all about relationship. And mm-hmm. you know, in the past, I have to confess that um, while I don't know that I was religious, I am spiritual, but I don't like religion mm-hmm. because it just it is very dividing. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe too much like labels in the jar. Yeah, I just you know because all of a sudden I'm lumped in with you know the kooks, and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a kook. I think I'm pretty reasonable, and I would much rather uh, engage with mm-hmm. some people who are different than me, than mm-hmm. everybody that's alike. Uh, right. Because it, it opens up my worldview, and mm-hmm. I may be able to bring value to them, to share something that they hadn't considered before right. that, that brings value to their life. Well, and the, the reverse is true. They might actually convince me that I need to change my point of view, or it might reinforce my point of view. You know, I might go, yeah, that, this is why I think like this. But, yeah, it's... It, it having those dialogues and conversations is so much better than the yeah I agree with you that sounds good okay well, well, or boring. fighting fighting and arguing uh, then that, right. you know I, this is why I won't engage in uh, political religious mm-hmm. lifestyle I mean you won't see me really debating or posting about mm-hmm. these types of things when it comes right. to election time I don't mm-hmm. say anything except. Congratulations to the winner, right? Whether mm-hmm. I supported them or not, and because there's no point. I learned right. on BBSs years ago, before there was a World Wide Web. I mm-hmm. used to play on uh, bulletin board services, and oh, we yeah. had message mm-hmm. boards. And mm-hmm. uh, and I realized back then, you do not convert anybody from one mm-hmm. way of thinking to another in a public forum where it's not civil. And it, in public mm-hmm. forums, it never is because you always mm-hmm. have people chiming in with uh, the, the tug of war and the need. They call you stupid and you're gullible. And, uh, there's just, I don't have any patience for it. Right, right. I had some, I was posting on, I posted a comment one time on something Mari Smith wrote. Now, you know, Mari is, she's, she's delightful. And, you know, I posted something and, and it was just a comment that, that I was responding to, whatever she had said. And the next person called me an idiot. And there were several other words in there. And I'm like, wow. I mean, and, and I read back through what I posted. I thought, what on earth did I do? And I wasn't offended, and I wasn't angry. I was more kind of bemused than anything, but there was no way I was going to engage with that person. And so then I apologized. You know, my, my post was, you know, Mari, obviously this went in a different direction. And I thought, 
you know, that was it. I was not going to engage, especially because it was someone else's space. Right. But, um, but yeah, it was it was one of those things. And you know, for those of you, who, uh, just wanna, you know, for those of you who are wondering, you, you've you've kind of gone into a little wind tunnel there, Joel. We are walking with Joel. He is actually doing this as he is out getting his daily exercise. So that's why we've got a little wind wind action yeah. going here. I'm Jason Shannon in my office. <laughs> I turned I turned west on First Street ah. to Cherry Creek, and I'm facing the mountain. And as uh-huh. soon as I did that, whoosh. So I want everybody at home to kind of get the feeling like, hey, you're burning calories right now. You know, with social media, one of the ways we communicate our dislike for what mm-hmm. others say and do, besides not engaging with them, is not liking their posts. Right. right? It's a snub. It's a, it's it ignore. It's saying, I choose to not even recognize what you posted to not give it any merit. Because typically, if people engage with me on social, I like every comment posted on everything <clears throat> that, uh, that I post. If, if, I, if somebody responds to me, I like it. And I had somebody just yesterday that uh, actually a, a family member who posted something that was just obnoxious. And I chose to... Ignore it, because, look, right. I'm not going to get in an argument with you. I don't have to explain myself to you or how wrong you are. And I am deliberately going to exclude you from my life, because I genuinely don't like your post. Right. And, you know, and, and it's funny, because we notice when people don't like our post. You know, it's like, right. am I posting and nobody cares? You know, because we all have lots of lurkers. I mean, you know, there's and and that's what's amusing to me sometimes when I'll meet somebody who's a Facebook friend, a LinkedIn connection, whatever, and they'll say something about my post, and I'll say, but you've never commented online. Oh well, you know, I like your stuff anyway. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so somewhere I miss that part to get them to engage, and that's really you know what we're talking about today is how to get them to engage. And, I, you know, you, you do it with photo quotes. You ask questions. You know, I think that's one of the things that people tend to forget is ask a question. You know, we, earlier in the program, we, we posed the hypothetical. If you're going to die watching TV tonight, what TV program do you want to watch? Which is you a know, great and, post, and, by the way. I yeah. think that's a, that's a great post. I, 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 might I think we need up. to post this. You know, and, and, and it is one of those things because it generates conversation. You know, right. I, I said I liked NCIS and somebody else might post something, you know, negative about it or love about it or whatever. <laughs> you know, and, and it is about engaging with those people. And, you know, it's, it's interesting on social media to have those interactions. Um, and one of the hard things is if somebody says something you don't like, to not respond. No. I've only done it once where I got in a war of words with somebody, and the whole time I'm thinking, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. <laughs> but they said something about my University of Colorado Buffalo football team, and I just couldn't not let it go. <laughs> you did. And, and I like to type things out and then, then delete them. But I find mm-hmm. uh, the ignore button, which is, you know, there's no dislike. It's uh-huh, just choosing right. not to like mm-hmm. Right, and I'll right. tell you, what I, what I really dislike that is people who artificially try to create engagement. There is, mm-hmm. I think maybe I did this once a few years ago, and now I see it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. two, two, two of them in particular. One of them is, the, are you my friend? 
if you're my friend with a picture of Snoopy oh. or something, if you're yeah. my friend, if you're really my friend and follow me, then please like and comment. I uh. would deliberately not. I don't care who posts it. I will not like. I will not comment because I feel like I'm being um, intimidated into manipulating That's not a measure of whether or not we're friends. The other one is take uh, you know your first initial and the last movie you watched and the color of T-shirt, and it's your stupid superhero name. Don't send those to me. And they get ignored. In fact, I think I've ignored two this week. I, oh. It's just, it's shenanigans, and it's not, it's not legitimate. It's not authentic. There's no value. Right. It's, tr it's deliberately trying to, it's, it, it's posting purely for the purpose of engagement with no value. You're not saying anything. No. No. So, so there. Well. We are ready to take another break, and um, when we come oh, back, we're obviously going to continue this is conversation. Is it milk and cookies time? Can I have my... It is uh, milk my, and cookies time. Okay, I'm going to get my mat. Actually, I'm still going to walk uh, while okay. we're away, but I'm going to have milk and cookies I while I walk. Okay, okay, sounds good. Well, I am Deb Creer, talking with Joel Calm on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Nothing says I love you more than milehighradio.com. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. Hurt or injured in a car accident? It can be hard to take the proper legal action after a car accident, but waiting can cost you more. The law requires car accident victims to assert claims promptly. You could lose out by simply waiting. Call 800-467-4551 right now to see what your claim could be worth when handled by a skilled attorney. With a lawyer fighting and speaking up for you, you could be entitled to a big cash award. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Now it's fast and easy to connect with the legal help you need after your car accident. Call 800-467-4551. The call is free, but you need to act now before time runs out on your claim. You need a lawyer to fight for you, protect you, and get you the compensation you need and deserve. Time's wasting. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Call now. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is... 
And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. We are back. I'm Deb Creer, and we are walking with Joel Calm. That's why we've got a little bit of sound in the background. Uh, Joel is walking through his neighborhood in Cherry Creek, which is in Denver, for those of you who aren't Colorado people. And this is a great way to kind of mix up the show a little bit. We're not just sitting in front of our computer microphones. Joel, well, I am. I'm being the lazy slug. Um, I'm Deb Creer, the lazy slug today. <laughs> and we're talking with Joel Calm about engaging and being authentic on social media. So before we jump back in, Joel, tell people how they find you and connect with you online and, and learn more about your books and what you do. Well, first of all, I'm really fortunate that I'm the only Joel Tom in the world. And Tom is my real last name. It's spelled D-O-M-M, and if you search for me, you'll find my blog and my Wikipedia page and my Amazon author page and everywhere that I am in the social world. So connect with me anywhere. I'm, I'm happy to uh, to engage with you. Send me a, a message and a friend request. Great. Cool, cool. Well, you know, we've been talking about engaging, and it's you are your brand. I am my brand. And so it's, it's, sometimes it's a little bit different for us than, you know, Joe, the, the, the business owner down the street, or, you know, Molly, who has the, the brick-and-mortar store. But not really, you know, because... Not really. It, it is about working with them. I mean, you know, even the big box stores and things, you go to those because that clerk was nice. Or, you know, yeah, granted, there's the, gee, it's got the cheaper price and type of things. But you you remember who was nice and you remember right. where you were treated poorly. So it is about, you know, those engagements with people. You know, if I walk into a store and they ignore me, I'm not going to buy anything doesn't matter if I went there specifically, but if, you know, for, for whatever it is, if they ignore me, me and my money are gone. Right. If I'm greeted at the door, if I'm, you know, if somebody says hello, I, I love that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of the same way on social media. You were mentioning that, you know, if you like somebody's comment, you like their comment. You actually click the like button. And our mutual friend, Deborah Jason, she even takes that one step further. When somebody likes, you know, even if they just click that like button, she thanks them. Yeah. And which is, I love that. You know, because how many times have you said something to somebody and they've, you know, they've ignored you? Which is kind of, you know, what what frequently happens. But if somebody just takes the time to say, hey, thanks, you know, and, and to call you out by name, because she does. She calls people out by name and she says, you know, and now it might be a comment where she's thanking 10 people at once. But you get called out by name. And then, of course, she tags you. So then it shows, oh, I love that. I think that is so cool. Do I do it? No. But that is part of her. I mean, Deborah is just so authentic with doing all of that that that's really one of the, the cool things that, that she does. She does. And I, uh, I, I run my social um, in a way that is comfortable for me. And if I were to reply to everybody, it would eat my whole day. And right. so... It's not possible, um, and, and a lot of times I feel like the comments stand on their own, and I do love that, that Deb does that because it's a, it's a real personal touch. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, even if you're not actually thanking somebody by name, sometimes if you just go back and maybe there were a 100 comments, you go back and you say, hey, thanks, everybody. This has been really great. Okay. Right. 
know, we just want to be acknowledged. You know, the worst thing is, you know, if the tree falls in the wood and there's nobody there, you know, did it did it really fall? Did right. I write a post and nobody commented? You know, did I really make a post? Um, you know, and and so it it is about and it's about being authentic the way you should be. You know, not, thanking everybody is not what some people do. You know, commenting everywhere is not what somebody, you know, it's it's about finding the level that you're comfortable with. You are correct, Ms. Career. I try to At least once a day. Yeah. <laughs> I try it's to make a, a really good mistake every day. And it's, I know. I, so far, I don't think I failed. Oh. Well, you know, I think, yeah. Ooh, I had a big one yesterday. I broke an some antique glass that my mother-in-law, who just passed away, gave me. That was a bad mistake. Oh, no. oh I felt so bad. But, you know, it's my husband, who, you know, he looked at it and he said, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, he was, he was much less upset about it than I was. So, you know, bless him for that. But, you know, it, it, we learn from our mistakes. I learned, hello, move the glass. Yeah. <laughs> and but you know maybe it's a post that we wrote that didn't go over real well. You know we thought right. it was funny. It wasn't funny. Okay. Right. Well, you know then then you don't post like that again. Um, you know and and so to me making the mistakes is actually better sometimes than making the home runs. You know because I I learn from my mistakes and hopefully then those lead to home runs. Well, and if you're not taking risks, uh, if you're staying right. in your comfort zone all the time, you're not challenging yourself or others. Uh, you're really not doing anything. You don't have some obstacles in your way. You're not really on the track, are you? Right, right. You know, and 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 I know that there are people who aren't comfortable with change, who like things to be very orderly, and that's great for them. Holy yeah. cow! I die of boredom very quickly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, which is part of the reason we are doing this as you are out walking. You know, it's, it's a very different way. I've never done the program this way before and probably might not again. But, you know, it's, it's been great to do this because it's showing your personality. You know, this is something that is very important to use to go out and take your daily walk. It is, and it's such a gorgeous day today. It's probably, I would say, low to mid-60s. The sun is shining. I can see uh, the snow on the mountains and people out. Biking, walking, jogging uh, with their dogs, you know, driving. And it's just, you know, I'm really trying to learn to live life in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, it's a moment. It's a, it's a ordinary moment. Right. Right? Because life is made of ordinary moments. The mountaintops mm-hmm. are far and few between, and you got to come down off that mountain. And when you do, mm-hmm. you usually go into a lull you know, into the valley, and you don't want to spend too much time there, which means the majority, I mean, look at it, a third of our life is spent sleeping, you know, talking right. about ordinary. <laughs> so as long as life is going to be mostly ordinary, why not just make that ordinary extraordinary? Mm-hmm. And, and Ooh, mix there's it up. A word, you know, there's a photo quote right there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Well, let's, let's talk more about the photo quote. You know, you have obviously staff or someone who takes photos of you so that when you're doing the quotes that are from you, you know, but that's not necessary. You know, anybody can do that. I'm assuming you buy stock photography. Uh, I, I do get stock photography, and I don't have a staff. I have hired um, photographers to do okay. photo shoots with me, and I'm mm-hmm. also quite proficient in the selfie. 
Okay. Well, and, and I love that you have a selfie stick. You know, that's just, I love selfie sticks. I don't have one yet. I need to get one. Um, but, but, you know, and, and, it, you, you know, it, it was obvious when I was looking at multiple images at once in the book that you've taken, you know, it's not just one photo. You take lots of different photos when you're doing the photo shoot, which is, you know, the good way to do that. But, you know, it's, it's more about sometimes how it looks. And, you know, what text you use, what font you use. And so sometimes that's intimidating to people. And it was funny. You made a comment about Photoshop, and I'm the same way. I know just enough Photoshop to be dangerous. Um, so walk us through the process of how you, t- how you create a photo quote. Well, you're talking about the uh, logistical, the, the actual creation mm-hmm. of it. That, that, you know, once I've got the concept and the idea, either it comes from a thought I had, then mm-hmm. I then want to find the right photo to go with it, or I see a photo that triggers mm-hmm. a thought. But once right. I've got that idea, uh, there's a great app on the uh, iOS platform, and I wish it was mine because they're probably making some money. It's called Word yeah. Swag. Word mm-hmm. Swag. And Word Swag lets you either take a photo, use a background from their huge library backgrounds, or upload a photo, mm-hmm. and nice. type in your text. And there's something like 40 to 50 different styles. Mm-hmm. And these styles, they're they're quite professional. Um, you can mm-hmm. tell by looking at my stuff. I'm not a Photoshop guy. Uh, I'm not good with typography, and my stuff looks really good. You it can does. Uh, once you select your uh, your style, you can mm-hmm. in a matter of moments create your photo quotes that um, that are, are beautiful, and mm-hmm. it makes you look like you're a pro at it. Right. So uh, that's on the iOS, and I have not used an app on Android, but I'm told that uh, there's an app called PicLab, P-I-C-L-A-B, that has very similar functionality. Cool. I'll, I'll have to try that one because that's the, the platform that I use. And, you know, what I love is they're shared. You know, people see them and they share them on their own social media sites. And so, you know, where appropriate, you've branded them. Um, you know, so that that's always kind of one of those things. But it, my my assumption is that you're not doing them to make people share them. You're just doing them to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's being in the moment, right? I find it, mm-hmm. I either find it inspirational, um, educational, or funny. Those, mm-hmm. That's what I do, whether I'm writing, speaking, blogging, posting on social, usually mm-hmm. just about everything I do falls under one of those three categories. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if it's interesting to me, Maybe it'll be interesting to somebody else. Because, look, it's all I got. Right? All, all I have is me and my thoughts, my feelings, my own expression. And that's enough for me. And whether or not it connects with somebody else isn't my business. All, mm-hmm. My job is to put it out there. And that's what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. You and, and it's, it's interesting because... People, I'm sure, you know, people are thinking, well, I don't have anything inspirational to say or, you know, I don't have things like that that, that are inspirational. So, but you're putting, well, and you're not, you're not putting Indira Gandhi type of things. You know, Moo, I like Moo. Moo was very cute. <laughs> but, you know, there have been some other things that, that have been, you Right, and yeah, people have experiences, and when you look at those experiences and what you learn from them, whether it was a tough season of life, 
You know, there's a lot that makes us alike, and, and what you went through might really encourage somebody if you shared a thought about that. Um, right. Something that you found online, a tip that mm-hmm. you discovered that helped you do your business better, share that tip. Something that made you laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, come up, come up with something where everybody has something to say, Deb, everybody. Mm-hmm. In right. fact, I would, I'm going to challenge you to help me with something, okay? Okay. So I know I've said a couple things in our talk today that would probably make for good photo clubs, but oh. I've forgotten them already. As you go through, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe somebody after they listen to it will write us and say, that was good. I'd love to see Joel photo club that. Maybe we'll give, how about we give the challenge to the listeners? There you yeah. go. We got some We want words. them to do photo quotes. Deb, I'm taking the burden off of you. I'm putting okay. it on the listeners right now. You guys out there, if I've said something, write it down, send it to Deb or me and say, hey, Joel, would you make that a photo quote? And then, wait, I want to see you make your own. And when you do, tag me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or on Twitter, I'm at Joel Tom. I want to see what you've created, and I want to engage with that. I love it. You know, and, and or if it made you think about something in a different way, or, you know, just something that you got from this that you could do a photo quote of, we're challenging We want to see this. But this is truly social, right? Because now we're going, we're online, but we're not on social, and we're asking you to go social with us. Yep. So this is a challenge. Are you up to the test? Very cool, very cool. Well, I think that's a great place for us to end this. You know, we're going to make everybody think. We don't want to go any further because, you know, they're, they're going to get lost. So we challenge people to come up with their own photo quotes or something that was in this program and create it, send it to us, let us know we need to make a photo quote, and we'll go from there. So one last time, Joel, tell people where they find you when you're not out doing walking with Joel. JoelCloud.com and we're on social at JoelCloud and we've been talking about photo quotes a lot today so if you'd like to get a copy of my new book Social Poetry you can go to uh, Amazon.com just search for Social Poetry it's the first book that'll come up and you can actually get a paperback version of it which is a great coffee table book or you can order it for your Kindle and start reading it instantly and maybe it will uh, inspire you teach you something make you laugh, and most of all, uh, help you to learn how you can engage with others just by being your wonderful self. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I burned calories just listening to you walk. Um, This has been great fun, Joel, and I am Deb Creer, finishing up with Joel Calm on Mile High Radio, and to everyone, we will talk to you again next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.